The Ringer's Charles Holmes and co-host Grace Spellman present the most notorious new podcast in the industry, The Ringer Music Show. Every Tuesday, they'll bring you the latest news, the hottest takes, and the deepest reporting about the wild world of music and the chaotic industry that creates it. Check out The Ringer Music Show exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Ringer Reality TV Podcast. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm here with Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. Hello. A lot of reality stuff happening this week. We talk about The Bachelor together on Bachelor Party, but we are going to talk about that today here because so much has developed since we last spoke, which was on like Monday night or Tuesday. So there's a lot to cover there. Also, of course, going to hit the litigious duo of Beverly Hills and Salt Lake on Bravo. (laughs) A little big brother and some Netflix action. But let's start with Bachelor. So Callie and I last spoke before we could watch Brendan and Piper lose a ton of followers on Instagram. And their whole <laughs> plot was to get a lot of followers. So it really backfired. Do you yeah. still do you still follow them? Um, I never followed them. To be transparent, I almost followed Brendan because I felt so badly. But I wow. ended up I ended up not. But I there was a thought there. So you feel so bad about Brendan's earning potential that you were like, okay, I'm going to follow him, but you didn't. I I still follow, I still follow all three, Natasha, Brendan, and Piper. I want actually, yeah, I follow three. I'm going to monitor the situation. So I don't want to unfollow. I'm still monitoring. So I guess I'm just like being a creep, you know? Sure. But um, no. And by the way, like we have discussed, I understand Brendan was an asshole and whatever, whatever, but I'm just like, is it necessary to like, Matt, like he's almost down a hundred thousand followers. I think he's like 80 last time I checked. Like, yeah, that's so many people. And I just don't like anyone to kind of feel bullied online. I agree. I agree with you. I agree. So I think that's why I was just like, ugh. yeah, the piling on Brendan, Brendan, as of one day ago, this, so as of Wednesday, he had lost 58,000 Piper had lost 7,000 and Natasha had gained 178. I think it may have changed a little bit more, but that's, that's about right. Um, that's a lot for Natasha to gain. So that's, that's a positive for her. She can change her sponsors or something, but I don't know. So like in the time since the episode aired, Brendan and Piper like really leaned into it. Brendan posted a, a Instagram that was like, tell me how you really feel. and then. Piper posted like no, a... No, he posted for, like here for the wrong reasons yes, or something like yes, that. Yes, he yeah. also posted here for the wrong reasons. You're right. And then yeah. he... And then Piper posted a sh- like a... Like she looked hot or whatever on the streets of Boston where Brendan lives and it was like all's fair in love and war. And then... And then the rumors TikTok. Oh, yeah. And then she posted this the Lizzo TikTok, right? That was Lizzo song, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Lizzo and Cardi B. And what are the lyrics to that song? It's like all the rumors are true. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a good, yeah. it's a good song. Check it out. It actually out. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lizzo's got hits. Um, and then I think they came to regret it because Brendan sh- took down that post. Brendan uh, Piper changed her caption, caption. And then Brendan put out a really stupid statement and says there's another statement to follow, which I don't know why it's necessary. This whole thing yeah. is like really a debacle. It's been kind of like... 
it was fun at first, but now I have to say I'm kind of over it. I'm just like, all of you should just go away. I just feel like it's too much for what happened. Like, even the Chris and Alana situation, like, it's just great TV. I don't think it needs to, like, spill over this much. I like a little spillage. Sure. But... This is like way too much where I'm like, guys, no one knows the whole story here. So like, I just feel like we're kind of just taking it like a tad too far. Yeah. The only thing that kind of is probably the reason why I didn't click follow was that conversation they had that I was just like, oh, about gross. followers. Yeah, I really didn't like that. Yeah, it's like playing into their hands. I have to say, I'm surprised, though. Like, I thought people would still follow them. I didn't think the backlash would be this in Swift, even though I very much was like, this is so fucked up. Yeah, I just didn't, obviously didn't feel that strongly about it. Um, I did get a few DMs from people who were like, thank you for having a different point of view on the whole situation. And then I got a ton of DMs and comments that were like, how could you take that position. How could you defend Brendan? And I'm like, I wasn't defending him. I'm just saying that like, like, do I think what he did was shitty? Yes. Do I think he should have done it? No. Do I understand why they came? I guess I understand it. I just don't agree with it. Like they shouldn't have come on the show to begin with if they had a that stable of relationship. I just don't think that he misled her the same way that Chris misled Jasenia. Like, I don't think he was telling her, I want to be with you forever. Right. And everyone, like I was, I saw like a little snippet of the <laughs> Nick Vial podcast. and um, Your favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying like, everyone watching the show up until Monday night was like, Natasha, he's giving you the ultimate friend vibes. Like how many different ways does he have to show you what it is? Everyone knows he's waiting for Piper. Like, so I'm like, how did we all have that opinion of him? And then now all of a sudden it's shifted to, he misled her and let her on for, I'm like, I mean, sure he did a little bit, but like, he wasn't like telling her she was the one. I'm not leaving you for anyone that comes down the stairs. You can't go on a date with anyone else. Like he went on the date with Demi. There was never like any sort of feeling that this was an this was going to be an exclusive or even a long-term thing. The whole situation sucks. I'm sad that Natasha feels dumb, even though I don't think she's dumb. So that's another reason that I guess I was saying things because I think she's smarter than this. But to Juliet's point at the end of our last podcast, we have all done incredibly stupid things when we kind of like a guy. Yeah, it's so, so, like, in, in, so including my Including <laughs> myself, I'm probably like top five on that list. So like... I can see that like maybe she wasn't thinking how she would normally think and, you know, feels dumb and I don't want her to feel dumb. I just don't think it was like a travesty. I think the worst things that he did was like the conversation with Piper and like whoever he was talking to about Natasha. Yes. Yeah. When he called her, when he called her annoying and said he's like getting sick yeah. of her or whatever, that was just and like She had no prospects. Up. Yes. Yeah. That was and again, really I don't know how the shit. editing was, but like those were the things where I was like, ew. It wasn't, he misled her so much. Like, that's not what I was annoyed about. I was more annoyed with the follower conversation and the things that he was saying about her. But I also don't think he was, like, overly crazy like um, Chris Greg so Greg supposedly was with... Oh, Katie. <laughs> yeah, like, people hated the way he talked to her, he talked down to her. Like, I don't think that Brenda did any of that. If anything, he was like trying to convince her that he didn't do what he did, but like we knew everyone knew he did it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm like, Brendan was way more guilty of gaslighting than Greg. Greg had an emotional oh, 100%, breakdown. 100%. Brendan was like rewriting history and admitted to it like on the fly. I mean, I think, I think it's like the difference between Brendan and Piper and Alana and Chris, Alana, uh, whatever. We're doing, doing my best. <laughs> I think it's Elena, right? I think it's Alana. But oh, okay. Anyway, I think it's Alana. The difference there <laughs> is that Chris just sort of like he must have been wasted at that party. And by the way, we got everyone's note. It tight ass was a comment on Titus. And it's <laughs> not our fault for not understanding. It's a bad <laughs> joke. But what he did was just so weird because it was like so flagrant. Like the what I'm most confused about with Brendan, like Chris is just like dumb guy who made it was really insensitive and like fucked up brendan and piper clearly was more did. calculated yes and i'm just so confused yeah. i was like 
is I'm like, who is Brendan? I'm so confused now by this guy. And I remember at the time, some people were mad at him for like staying on Tasha's season when he wasn't ready to get engaged. I was not one of those people, but I am just sort of like, was all of this just a ploy? Like, I'm like, yeah, he is a model. So perhaps he really just didn't want more attention. But like, I don't know. He just seems so nice and like sweet on Tasha's season. And I'm just very confused by who is this dude now? Um... I mean, him and Piper are still together, supposedly, based off TikTok and pictures and whatever. Uh, Obviously, they can't like openly say that till, I guess, whenever they're off the show. Yeah. Um, But so it makes me think like, I do think he is a nice guy. I think he's a dumb guy. I think he's a young, dumb guy that probably made some mistakes. And, you know, if you're a model or an Instagram influencer and you're like, I can be happy with this girl that like maybe we'll date for a little bit. Like maybe we could get married, but like, I don't know. Or I could go on this show and get a couple extra hundred thousand followers and make more money. Like, I think a lot of young, dumb guys would do that. And by the way, I think a lot of people on the show, that's a reason for them being on the show. Yeah, I agree. So like, I think he made a mistake. I don't think he played this game the right way at all. And I, but I don't want to say that he's just some terrible person. He clearly cares about what people think about him. Yeah, because like his statement's ridiculous. I'm gonna read it. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this is you need the a better statement. The statement that also said there will be another statement to follow, yes. which I'm like, this no is like enough. you're not Bill Clinton. I know. I don't I don't need 20 statements from We you. don't need an FX show about what no. happened here. Here's his here's his uh statement. After taking time to begin to process the events that unfolded over the past few days, I have realized I was wrong on so many different levels. First of all, I removed my last post from my feed. I posted it before the episode aired and had no idea the magnitude of hurt that I caused. My approach to many things in life is sarcasm. In this, is th- in this instance, with regard to my post, I was completely insensitive. Most importantly, I apologize to you, Natasha. I hurt you. I am deeply sorry for doing so. I understand that the damage is already done and all I can do going forward is acknowledge the error of my ways. Just note, that is not all he can do, but okay. (laughs) For those of you that felt my actions triggered certain feelings and emotions, I am truly sorry. Lastly, despite the fact that Piper and I had misunderstandings going into paradise, and I can't stress this enough, if you feel the need to express disdain for the situation, please don't do so at my expense. I am completely at fault. A full statement and apology will follow. Just like, do we need another apology and statement? No. No, no. I, I have to say, I would have loved to have given this an edit because the way that it is like written, it makes it sound like he's saying, I can't stress this enough about the misunderstanding, not the fact that he wants the disdain direct towards him. And it's not disdain, it's anger. Anyway, there's a lot of issues with the statement. Um, Do you think Brendan and Piper can weather this storm? That's one of my questions. Oh, yeah. You do? Like the, like yeah, in, I think like Christmas. Are they still dating? Like, are they choosing whose family they're spending time with? Well, listen, I don't know if they'd be dating if they didn't have this going on. So, like, I don't know how much they like each other. Um, but I think this is kind of like a unifying thing because they kind of feel like it's like us versus everyone. Yeah, I also think it was kind of like the cool kid thing to do this past couple of days to like make sure you post your on Natasha's side, not general yes. public, but like all the bachelor people like went out of their way to be like team Natasha. She's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, yeah, we all know that. No one thinks Natasha's not like pretty smart. Like I, I, I don't know. It was just like, she a has lot. a good so, reputation. I'm just yeah. like, why, why didn't they jump to her defense on the beach? Like that's, what's just is confusing. And I think there's, there's been a lot of, online chatter in a lot of different directions about this. And I think part of it is like, why didn't people defend Natasha? And like, why didn't they go after Brendan? And then, whereas like they went after Chris. Chris. Yeah. Like Chris being like, you know, voted off the Island is kind of insane. <laughs> I, I, felt, I kind of felt bad for him. I did feel bad for him. I didn't feel bad for Chris only because it seemed like he did not know what was going on, which it kind of felt like he didn't know the in- the entire show, what was going on. Like, I'm like, he came on, he seems like his conversations were odd. And then he's like telling Jasenia that they're going to get married and have kids. And then Alana walks in and he like bolts for her in 2.5 seconds, kisses her within 30. And then is acting like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do. And then starts making out with her in front of Jasenia. Like, 
I was just like, what is going on? And then he gets screamed at and he literally does not say a word. I know. I know. It's lame. I, if I were Alana or Jacenia, based on his, not only the like making out with the two girls or whatever, I would be like, if you're not going to stand up for yourself or for me, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. out. No, thank you. At all. Yeah. Which I think Alana was, it seemed like it when she went and let him get in the car. Yeah. Um, Which was, you know, I, I think it's an underrated moment of the episode. It was but... really, really funny. <laughs> apparently, apparently they're still dating too. Alana and Chris? Yes. Apparently they're still wow. hanging out. Yeah. Interesting. I've actually learned like a lot of like dating updates this week. Did you know that Fessy and Michelle are from the challenge are like kind of hooking up? I thought it was Fessy and the other Amanda. Girl. Yeah, Amanda. Amanda. Apparently there's like a love triangle going on between Amanda, Michelle, and Fessy. Interesting. I like Michelle. Um, but no, I think I did not feel bad for Chris. I do think in general in society that black women are the least protected group of people by far. Yeah, absolutely. It's not close. Do I think that that was part of it? I think that a lot of the times it's a part of it and it's unconscious. So like, I don't know if it was purposeful, but I can't say that it's not a part of it at all because it happens too far too often, especially on reality television, um, for me to say that, you know, that had nothing to do with it. I do, like I said on Tuesday, think the situations are vastly different. Like I think Jasenia is way more hurt by Chris and saw a future with Chris. I don't think Natasha saw a future with Brendan at all. Um, and so I think, I think she wanted, even, I think she's trying to talk herself into it. She wanted to, yeah, but, but it like, wasn't she happening. Didn't, and, it, boy, have I done that? Talk myself into a relationship that's never going to work out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I've wasted years before. <laughs> Me too. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but So I think that maybe that's another reason like people like, you know, even Joe on the show, which I know like since has been like, I didn't realize Natasha's number one fan. Um, But on the show, he said, you knew what it was. So like, he didn't know all the things that Brendan was saying to, to Natasha. Sure. But like from the outside looking in at the time, Everyone was like, we're not that surprised. Like, we all knew she was going to come down. We all knew that she was going to choose him right away. We all knew he was going to say yes. Like, no one seems shocked by the behavior where they were shocked by Chris. So I think that's a big difference. But do I think that maybe if she weren't a Black girl, that they would have stood up for her more? Probably. I agree with you. And I think it is unconscious. I think that, like, or maybe it, I, I don't think anyone there is like malicious. And I think that they all are on Natasha's side now. And like, I do think she's like beloved by this group. But I, I also think that like reality TV for all of the ways that reality TV is not real. And it's like very often, you know, there's a lot of machinations behind the scenes. It does really lay bare the like deep institutionalized racism, like on how on survivor, like black women, like over half the seasons are the first one, first people voted out. And mm-hmm. There's just like, and you know, obviously the bachelor has so has a very fraught history with how they handle race and casting. And, you know, I think even now, like the way they ganged up on Chris sort of, I've seen Asian Americans commenting online. It's a really good point about how the bachelor has a really, really bad history of Asian American representation. And then like, he became like the kind of the focal point for all this. So it's really fraught on the show. And I think like, but at the same time, there are other shows that are handling race much better. And it's like, it just, you don't even really think about it because it's diverse in like an authentic way. Like we've talked about it with the challenge and there's, and even I was watching the circle, which we'll come back to, like that is a much, much more, you know, diverse show in many different ways. And I don't know, it's just like the, the bachelor is just, it's just messed up. It's a messed up world. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. Uh, I also think that like, you know, I do th- Obviously, the the editing is going to edit it to produce the best show, but I think you can only like you know change reality so much, yeah. right? So like a lot of it is just like this is just what it's like in the world. Yeah, like she's not going to get that defense that Jasenia got in the real world. Um, I also do think another part of it is that. Natasha comes across very capable of standing up for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and she did a great job. Jared and I talked yeah. about that. Like she, yeah. d- she did a really good job. So I think that maybe Jasenia like openly crying in front of people and being really upset and 
handling it a different way, which I don't think Jasenia did a bad job standing up for herself. So I'm not saying that, but I think that's another layer of why she got more than Natasha. Um, and I did I think love that- when she was like, Chris, there's nothing to talk about. I, I did love that. Uh, yeah. She was like, what, what, what else do we need to say? Um, I also think that reality television, television shows in general, like even the more diverse ones tend to cast, um, like you always hear the same adjectives when, when people are talking about black women, mm-hmm. like, oh, she's tough or she's, uh, she has an attitude or whatever it is. And that's also not editing. Like that's just the adjectives people use to describe black women. Yeah. Like that's how Luann and Ramona treated Ebony when they were like yeah. calling her, her, calling her angry on the Real Housewives of New York. So yeah, it, absolutely. It's, it's, and it also, it, then it, it sucks that both Piper and Natasha are, are women of color and they like, you know, they're like engaged in this like love triangle and it's just like, come on, Bachelor, do better. But also, but also Brendan do better. Like not not by who he's yeah. choosing a date, but by how he's treating women. So I don't know. It's it's just been such a crazy bachelor week. I didn't see this coming out of paradise, honestly. Also, it looks like it's not the train's not, not over. stopping. It the is train not is over. not stopping. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, you were mentioning that also it's been a wild week on Big Brother. <gasps> yes, it's been the best week on Big Brother. We are down to the final eight. Um, There is a double elimination tonight. We pretty much know the first person that's going home based off of last night's episode. So there are going to be seven people left in the house. Six of them are black. Um, And then the other person is not white. (laughs) But so essentially last night's episode, uh, it just made me feel even (laughs) made me feel so good, even though I guess there was like a little lying happening. But (laughs) <laughs> uh, essentially, <laughs> essentially what happened was, uh, Tiffany, who is a black woman, one head of household. So she got to put two people up on the block. She put up X, the, the black Alliance called the cookout has come up with this insanely amazing plan where each black person has like a white pawn or has like a white pawn essentially. So they go up on the block with them every week. And then the white person gets sent home, um, or the non-black person gets sent home, excuse me. So it's like the rookie and vet situation on the challenge where it's like they they try to throw the rookies in or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So this week, um, it was Derek X's turn kind of to go up and he went up with his partner, Alyssa. So Alyssa was going to go home this week. Mm-hmm. But then Alyssa won the veto challenge. So she took herself off the block and Tiffany found herself in a terrible position because the only other non-black person in the house was her best friend. Like it was her pawn. So she was like, somehow I have to put her on the block and explain to her that I have to put her on the block. And I also can't reveal to her that there's an alliance. Can I ask a question? Is pawn your word or is that an official term like of the big brother lexicon? It is an official term of Big Brother, but I'm using it backwards. Usually the pawn is the person that doesn't go home and they're like up there as a pawn. Gotcha. So I'm using it backwards saying that they're, they each have pawns because like they think that they're best friends, but they're actually, I mean, they are, they actually really like these people, which makes it tough on get voting them off. Um, but they're just not going to go against the Black Alliance. So Tiffany had to figure a way how to put Claire on the block and not reveal this alliance. And so Tiffany essentially was just like, I, she like pulled Claire to the side and was like, I really hate that I have to do this. I love you so much, but I just like, cannot, I promised myself I would not be the first black person to put another black person or send another black person home. And because of the history of this show, like I cannot, I won't be able to live with myself if I put two black people up on the block, which means one of them, I'm stealing a black person's fate. And I can't do that. And, That's awesome. Good for her. And Claire started like bawling, crying. Claire is a white woman and was like, I just would never be mad at her for doing this. That's awesome. And I'm like, she just lost Claire, just lost $750,000 knows she's going home for sure. And it's just like, I totally understand where she's coming from and I won't be mad at her for it. That's awesome. That's like, also, that's a genuine um, sort of like, like gameplay that I think 
that in a funny way, the sort of more cutthroat reality shows can facilitate, unlike the, the dating shows where it is like you can't really like talk out like what's my strategy? Because when you're talking and you're supposed to be like talking about love, you can't like strategize it in the same way. But like with Big Brother and Survivor and the challenge, because on the last season of the challenge, um, all of the final women were women of color as well. Mm-hmm. And like that, like that is I don't think that was as much of a conscious choice, but it was they were really proud with and it was like it was a really cool moment. I remember them all talking about it. It was Casey, Nani. Cam. Um, Cam and Amber. Amber. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, and it was a big deal. And that kind of stuff can like, you can like make, you know, a, like significant progress on these shows within the realm of reality TV on the competition shows in a way that you just can't with dating shows because of the way that like you can like work together and whatnot. And it, it, yeah. it does make them more fun to watch in a lot of ways. And that's also a moral of the season of paradise is like, this is a, a way, way, way more diverse cast than usual. And it's, it's the best season ever. Like, it, I don't, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't know if that's coincidental or it's causal, but like, that's just the fact. And so it's like, it's good for the product to have a wider range of people and also like just more interesting people. That's really cool. I wish I was watching big brother. It was, it was like such a, well, for, I thought, I thought for sure that Claire, and I actually like liked Claire. I didn't have an issue with her, but like, you know, anyone that's losing $750,000, anyone whose closest alliance in the house is now throwing you up on the block. Like, yeah, you would assume that they would be furious and whatever. And her reaction of like, I'm not even going to convince her otherwise. Like, I totally get it. And she's right. It's unfortunate that the history of this show, like, put pits people of color together. There hasn't been, there's never been this many people of color at the end. There's like, I completely get where she's coming from. I was just like, whoa, I was not expecting that reaction from Claire. It just made me feel so good. And that's great. Yeah, she kind of lied because like she has the alliance and that's why. But the whole purpose of the alliance also is to do what she's saying she's doing. She's just not talking. She's just not saying there's an alliance. So I also feel like when Claire finds out, like, I don't feel like you'd be mad because it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I I wish I was watching, but that's like also why these shows, people like you are still really into them and like why Survivor is really popular because there is like the strategy that exposes for better and for worse, like what people are really like. And there mm-hmm. is, a, there is a reflection of culture, even if it, you know, and it, how, how it evolves. Like if you go back and you watch the beginning of Survivor, you're like, wow, this does remind you of like the year 2000 or whatever. Yeah, also well, 750 grand. That's a fucking ton of money. I didn't realize Big Brother was shelling it out that it's, way. It's usually 500 to this season, 750. Also Claire, couldn't have come off better. Like you are probably invited to the cookout now. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm happy for Claire. <laughs> I know she does, and and like it's it was a genuine reaction. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, she has. This is the time where you would actually have to be like. There's no there's no winning in her doing that. Like she lost the game, and took it the way she did. I don't know. I was just very impressed. It was great. Also, can't wait for Survivor. I think it's September 22nd. It's coming up. Yeah, I'm really um, excited. But yeah, I do think you're right. The competition shows like you just get to see how people work together, what their true motives are, kind of find out character probably a little bit more on those shows. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, that, I mean, that's why the Survivor people are fun on the challenge too. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, also, if you have not watched Big Brother and you either can binge and catch up or you need to watch it moving forward. It's like one of the best reality television shows. I know. Our colleague Kevin O'Connor really agrees as well. He's like really so into good. It. Is it on every day? No, it's on Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Oh, that's a great schedule. But you mm-hmm. could watch the live feeds all the time, right? Yeah. That's I randomly so did it the other day. It's so <laughs> what was going on? What do they do all day? They were well, they don't have like any um they don't have like internet. They don't have music. They don't have TV. So like they end up having to like make up stuff to do. So they have like singing, like they sing to each other and stuff. But when I checked in, there were, there was two different groups talking uh, in two different areas of the house. And we were like listening on, uh, listening in on their conversations. The only reason why I even turned it on is I was trying to explain the show to my youngest brother who's here visiting me and I wanted him to watch. And within one episode, he was like locked in. Can't wait for the episode tonight. All right, so you're making converts of so many people. I might be next. 
Who knows? I wish I had started watching it earlier, but you can go back. Paramount Plus. Do you want my login? We can share. That's <laughs> that's true. You can give it to everyone listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> One time I've been sharing my Hulu account for a really long time. Like I just I never cared. One time I was at a party and this was like seven years ago. And someone comes up to me and she was like, oh, are you Juliet? I think I use your Hulu account. And it was like, just had no idea who this girl was. And I was like, who gave you the login? <laughs> who was it? It was like some girl that hooked up with my friend that, and I don't know. I was just like, okay, I guess he gave you the login. Cool. And then I think I did change it at some point, but it was really funny. And sometimes I'm like, who watched this on my account? I, I don't know. But yeah, there's like so many people in the world who have my Hulu login. I got an email the other day someone saying someone in Los Angeles had logged in. I couldn't tell who it was. So I don't know. Um, that's how my Netflix is. And now you know how you can create different accounts like mm-hmm. on your Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I signed in and looked at the accounts that were up there. And for some reason, I have an account. My daughter has an account. My mom is now on my Netflix and my dad is now on my Netflix, (laughs) which I'm like, both of you can get your own fucking Netflix. (laughs) Why am I paying for my mom and my dad to both have a Netflix on my account? (laughs) That's a really good question. (laughs) It's nice that they separate them. Some friends of mine were just staying with me and they have two young daughters and they were watching some stuff on my Netflix account. And so now I'm like getting like, you know, the algorithm is like serving me like you know, Coco Melon. Wishbone, dragon, wishbone, or whatever, the wish dragon, <laughs> yeah. whatever that's called. Yes. And um, the wish dragon and uh, Coco Melon as well. Yes. All of that. Like Cinderella stuff, Barbie, all of it. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. Let's talk a little housewives. We just got to celebrate PK Kelmsley. I never thought I'd be saying this. The (laughs) realest man of all of Beverly Hills. He lives in Encino. And he's married to Dorit. I mean, he was just going after Erica this week. I I was stunned. I've hated the Kelmsleys and now I love them. Um, PK was great. I just feel like he was saying what everyone at home is saying. And the way he was saying it was like, I feel like he was confused at why this was not the narrative. Yeah. He basically was saying to Dorit that like Erica's, the way that Erica is A, lying and B, her social media is just like, really crass and like has no taste and like if she's actually sorry and wasn't a part of this she would be acting differently and he was so matter of fact about it and I also really loved is that he spoke about his own lawsuits like I loved how he like referenced his own experience in like this kind of situation and I was just like yes PK thank you I felt like a meme saying I'm not a person who ever has tweeted texted or whatever yes queen that's how I felt about (laughs) PK (laughs) no when he was talking I was like Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, um, Dorit seemed to 
mostly agree with him. She was like, PK, he, she did say she was sorry for the victims. <laughs> and then they showed, they, they showed the clip and like, she kind of did. She didn't really. She didn't really. No, and she only said it because Kathy was like, well, the victims come first. Yeah. And Garcelle said something about the victims. And then she was like, well, yeah, of course the victims need to be taken care of. And I was like, well, not of course, because actually you're trying to not take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And she just doesn't care. She really only cares about herself. Herself. It's, it's pretty galling. I I don't know. The only she thing- also really is playing this like poor me role. Yeah. And I'm like, if she had no knowledge, the situation's fucked for sure. But I would still be most mortified about the victim part of it. And she does not talk about it. And she still stands up for Tom. It's weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. But I'm really enjoying how, like, Bravo is, like, just, like, showing her lies with all the flashbacks and everything. It's very entertaining. that dinner party? Mm Mm-hmm. At Kathy's? (laughs) Yeah, it was just insanity. Absolutely. It was... It was so intense. I don't know. Sutton's track is like, I just wish that Sutton had handled it differently, but I, I, I mean, it was crazy. I, I wish she was like, Sutton was Garcelle because yeah. Garcelle would have been able to like put words together and go yes. back at her. Even if, even if Sutton was Dorit, it would have, it would have, it would have gone differently. But like, she just gets so flustered and she's so proper that she couldn't handle Erica being like, so what? Like, I'm not, I'm not threatening you. I'm promising you. Like she couldn't, she can't handle Erica going outside of the like standard box of argument. Erica threatening Sutton that she should needs to watch what she say, like implying that Tom would sue her back. I was like, Erica, you're supposed to be pretending that Tom has mental problems. How is he going <laughs> to sue her? She just like can't keep her story straight. Yeah. And then she's like, he's not dead and gone. And I was like, well, you've said he's pretty much that also. Yeah. Um, I did, again, surprise, surprise, I did appreciate Dorit being like, well, you saying that is essentially what we're all worried about that you're telling us not to be worried about. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. She's like, you're doing what she said. That was, it was, I didn't know Dorit had it in her, but I really have been enjoying it. I I have to say, like, I really want to love Kyle and her performance is just so bad. And then the Kyle and Sutton's fight in the jewelry store was was so embarrassing. I was just mortified. people were laughing. I, I was so mortified. Who gets into a fight in public like that? First of all, I don't really fight with friends. Well, the housewives. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know that's like what they have to do. <laughs> I I appreciated that they like found an activity for them to do that was COVID safe that wasn't at someone's house. I was like, yes, they're finally at like a, a retail establishment. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I, I Part of me was just like, oh, this is great. Let's go spend $4,000 on a ring in the middle of COVID. That's relatable. I mean, it's not supposed to be relatable. So. I know. I know. I was just like, if I were them, that's not what I would be wanting to do on camera. But go ahead. In the fall in LA, I guess restaurants were closed. I'm like, why couldn't they just do more stuff outside? It's LA. Like, just go to the beach. Go to the, go to like LACMA. That's basically an outdoor museum too. I don't know. Like, it's weird I mean, that they lot. couldn't get more done. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. That's what I haven't understood about COVID in LA. It's like, everyone's just home. But it's like, you live in the best place to not be home during COVID. Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. I will say that I have thoroughly enjoyed the season, so I'm not mad about what they've Me set neither. up. Me neither. Um, wait, also back to the dinner. Two things. One, Kathy Hilton has zero time for this. No, I know. She's like so uninterested. <laughs> um, and two, I really do think Lisa Rinna was blacked out. I mean, she kind of stopped <laughs> talking at some point too, right? No, she completely stopped talking. Like, yeah. This is her jam. She would have been in there if she was coherent. <laughs> And like the bell ringing. And then the next day when she was with Garcelle and was like, wait, what happened? Like, I truly think that was genuine based on how she was acting at the dinner. Like, I think she was so drunk that she had no idea what was happening. She must have. I was also wondering if Erica was like both on sedatives or like Xanax and drinking. Yeah, but that's like pretty much been the vibe the whole season. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I thought that just sort of the way she like, was so angry, but was like quiet kind of was, was very um, strange. Um, also when Garcelle came back, I don't know if you noticed, but Garcelle left. Yeah. She left. They were like, back. there's just the six of us. 
Yeah. No, she didn't come back. Though. Oh, she didn't. I <laughs> no. So she came back, and then she was like, "You really freaked Sutton out." And then Lisa Rinna in the background goes, "Why? How?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" At the time, because we didn't see the what was happening next. So I was like, "What is she talking about? Why?" She just lost it on her, threatened her. But then when I found out that she was drunk, I was like, I really think she was drunk. I really think she was like, why is Sutton mad? What happened? Um, but then after Garcelle came back, they did a toast and they were like to the six of us. And I was trying to see, like they kept cutting the, the angle of the camera right after Erica. So you couldn't see the empty chair there. But I think Garcelle was like, yeah, I'm out too. I'm done. I'm done here. I liked yeah. when they were talking outside. Because I've, like, also totally been to a party like that where it's, like, you have to go outside to, like, regroup or, like, talk about something that just <laughs> happened or whatever. And come back in. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was, that was just, this has been so good. And I think Salt Lake is going to be great for similar uh, reasons, which is, like, first of all, is the future of Real Housewives just, like, lawsuits and fraud? Because it's so, it's so entertaining. I mean, it's terrible to say. And obviously, I wish for bad TV and for the victims to get their money. But... As if we're watching Housewives, it seems like this is the future because I cannot believe Bravo got all the Jen Shaw stuff on camera. I mean, like, I can't wait to see it. I, I mean, the two minute preview of Salt Lake City has me fucking hype for I Sunday. Know. I know. I'm really excited too. I think a lot of people are also like, I love Heather and Whitney. Like, I don't like like them as people, but I. I love watching their them. duo. Yeah. They're yeah, just it's like, kind of like Garcelle and Robin. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Um, what's her name? Giselle. And Robin. Yeah. yeah. I love Giselle and Robin. That's like Giselle and Garcelle are too close together. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Giselle and Robin's one of my favorite friendships on TV. If they ever have a falling out, I will absolutely be devastated. But it seems like they've survived a lot of like small fires. So it'll be okay. Yeah. I think they're fine. I think they'll be fine. Um, and but it's like Heather, Heather and Whitney are very similar to me. Yeah. yeah. And I, they're just like, I also, I just find the religion stuff so fascinating. And then on top of that, we just got this Jen Shaw stuff. And as I was, I was just rewatching the trailer before we came on, Meredith and Lisa look more alike than ever. It's like whatever tune-ups <laughs> I did on their face, like it's by the same, even, even like clearly the same doctor. Cause they look so much alike. And I don't know. I'm just really excited. And Jen Shaw is like the Brendan of the show leaning into being the villain. She's like the the only thing, what was her tagline? It's like the only fraud I'm, um, the only fraud I'm guilty of is being Shaw amazing, and that doesn't even make sense. I mean, no, but it does make sense for her. Yeah, she's so. I, I just like I just I, can't wrap my head around someone who does that and thinks reality television is the right answer. I know, I know. I mean, it's like it's like Erica. Yeah, yeah. I think Jen's. I think what Tom did is, well, they're both bad. I don't know which one's worse. But Jen also is like, I don't care. I'm still, yeah. still going to be on the show. She's just like, fuck it, world. I'm going to get money and get attention. What are her, like, what are her kids think? What do her sons think? What do her husband think? I'm dying to know. I don't know. I'm, I feel like Coach Shaw will not be on the show at all. He shouldn't. I mean, if I, I feel like if I was the University of Utah, I'd be like, you're no longer allowed on. Like, that's not good for us. I saw some TikToks. Hmm. Um, that said, oh, two things actually. I saw TikToks that say that Erica is no longer speaking to anyone on the cast except for Lisa Rinna. I saw that as well. And is very excited about the reunion to confront Kyle and Dorit, but mostly Kyle. So that's one. The other TikTok was um that people are trying to guess who tipped the feds off because someone did, and everyone's saying it's either Coach Shaw or Mary, Meredith, which oh. or Meredith, Meredith, Meredith. Yeah, it's Meredith. Meredith. Yeah, Meredith. Um, Meredith, which in the preview it kind of like you know left us on a cliffhanger with Meredith. But sometimes you know they edit it to make you think that, and that's not yeah. really the case. Yeah. But those were the two names that I kept seeing. Yeah, because I, also there's that moment where Heather is like, "How did she? How did they know she was at Beauty Lab?" And then yeah. everyone ever like looks at Meredith. I can't wait. We're gonna cover it too. Well, check out, keep keep subscribing to this feed because we will definitely be covering Salt Lake. I, I really, it was such a, a pandemic delight. It's funny to think back on like the last like year and a half of content and like all of the shows. And I was like, oh, that was a fun watch. Like, doesn't Tiger King feel like a different lifetime? Yeah. Oh my God. So long ago. Also, for those who don't watch Housewives and want to, you know, dabble, 
This is only season two, so you can catch up really quick. You can get involved. You can skip season one even, I think. Like, it's fun. Watch it. But, like, you just jump yeah. right in. It's going to be good. You don't have to watch it. But, like, it was quality reality television. It It is in competition for top Housewives Definitely. franchise, for sure. Um, in my reality, one of my reality group chats, I'm in a ton of them because I <laughs> am obsessed with reality TV. Um, in one of my group chats, there is a guy in there that's like, housewives, I don't watch it at all. Da, 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 da. And then last year I was like, please just try Salt Lake. And he is hooked. I sent the trailer and he was like, let's fucking go. I cannot wait. And then he was like, this looks sh- sh- amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just going to call things sh- amazing and, and, and just, you know, that's that's our watchword for the rest of the year. Um, but for someone that didn't watch The Housewives, now he's obsessed. I think Salt Lake is like a great one to like hop on. Yeah. Also, I'm not a Summer House fan, but the Winter House trailer and the fact that there's some new people in it, that looks appealing to me. So it's finally coming. I, we've been asking where it is and now it's like almost here. I also really like that Wait, in the what's trailer. what's the date? Do we have the date? I don't think there's a date, but they're, the trailer's out. So it must, I bet it'll be like October or so. But um, okay. I also really like that Paige DeSorbo was like, wait, there are three women fighting over Austin Kroll. And I was, that's exactly how, <laughs> how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. I no thanks. love Summer House and I love Southern Charm. So I'm very excited. I also love Southern Charm. I feel bad about how much I love Southern Charm, but, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. They're all trash people, but it's, like, really great to watch. So Also, we've talked about how, unfortunately, some of the best characters on reality television, we eventually find out, are, you know, have some Super problematic. Yeah. 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 Problematic. Yeah. Problematic is probably a more encompassing word for what usually comes out. That's Southern Charm. Southern Charm people. I know. It really is. I, I like hate myself, but whatever. Not all Southern Charm people. I have to say that because I have a few people that I like, but yeah. Me too. Of course. I like Leva. Is there more? Uh, I was just thinking, are there more? <laughs> I have a soft spot for Craig, though. I, I was going to say, I like Craig. <laughs> though he broke up J-Lo and A-Rod. Um, but that probably was going to happen anyway. And besides, I would take Benefer. I, I have a real soft spot for Craig. I like Leva. I don't mind Danny. She's okay. I don't know. I hate Catherine Dennis. I just think that like... I don't even like to watch her. It's too upsetting. I I despise Austin, but I know he's good television. Wait, we're missing someone. Oh, Mad- Madison. Uh, no, um, the main Shep. Oh yeah, Shep. I like Shep. Anyway, let's move on. Um, let's talk a little Netflix. The Circle came back this week. I just watched like one and a half episodes. I'm back. I skipped season two. I'm back for season three. I enjoyed it. I see myself just putting that on in the background and like kind of watching, but also like getting really into it by episode four. I kind You're of on episode four. No, I'm not. But I, oh, I'm sh- I was like, that's too much. Uh, no, no, no. I'm I'm not there yet. But um, it's a good cast so far. It's a it's a wide range of people. I we were talking about this before the pod. If I went on the show, I would I would not be able to like play a different character. I I would probably use different pictures, but I would be myself. So as you pointed out, like the definition of catfishing, (laughs) but I don't understand how people like pick a character and like commit to it. It just seems so hard. Uh, I think it's hard to keep up with the lies. Yeah, exactly. I'm a horrible liar. Also, side note, I feel like people, when people say that they're actually great liars (laughs) and manipulators, I, I don't actually think I'm that, but maybe I am. I don't know. Anyways, I'm really bad at lying so much so that like, you know, every once in a while you have to lie for like a friend or something, right? Sure. My best friend used to like write stuff down and be like, this is the lie. This is what you're saying. Don't say anything else. I'm one of those people that when I lie, like I'll just like over talk to try to convince. Uh huh. But it ends up making it obvious that I'm lying. And then I'll be asked a question about it like five minutes later. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so like, I just think that the amount of lying they have to do 24 seven I would have to take incredible notes to keep track. Oh, me too. Also, it's like you have to, if you don't craft a good character, like I feel like people will see through it. And and in one of the first episodes, this one guy who's doing pretty well, there's this one guy who's playing his, his female best friend 
I felt like he wasn't really prepared. Like I would like need to like <laughs> have some lines that I would have like really thought it through. And he seemed like he was like freezing up on like his first like hello message. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you knew you you went to the trouble of like bringing the photos and like picking your character. Like why didn't he do more research? He did not understand the assignment. <laughs> no, he, he certainly didn't. But spice, minor spoiler, I don't think this will ruin it for you. But if it does, I don't know. Just skip ahead like five minutes. For season three, <laughs> for, they like when you get blocked, they allow you to come back as a clone of one of the other people in the circle. And you have 24 hours to either like convince everyone that you're the, you're the initial version of that character. And if not, then I guess you get blocked permanently. And it's a, it's a great twist. The circle needed to shake it up a little bit. And I, I really, I like this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, I, there's only been a few episodes. I don't know if they'll keep doing it, but it was it was a good twist, and I don't know. It's a it's a good watch. Wait, how many episodes like are available right now? Four right now, and there'll be more weekly. I love when Netflix has weekly shows. Like Great British Bake Off is coming, and that's going to be weekly as well. I'm a big binger. Just let me do it. I can't see you watching Bake Off. Are you into Bake Off? No. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's not high energy enough for you. I like it because it's soothing. I like to watch it in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. Mm, I watch Friday Night Light. Friday Night Lights. When you can't sleep? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Really? What are you up to? I feel like I have different shows, you know, that I like recycle sure. when I can't sleep. Um, I'm at the end of season one. Oh, wow. I mean, Michael B. Jordan on that show? No. So Wait, hot. he is? Yeah. He he's, he's, uh, comes in season three. Oh, I've watched the whole show like twice and I can't recall Michael B. Jordan. He plays Vince. He's the quarterback for the East Dillon team panthers panthers yeah <laughs> um, Callie, well, i'll, I'll see him hell? soon <laughs> i will see him soon did no, you not I know who he him. was when you first watched he's a major character <laughs> yeah one million percent did not know who he was when i watched the first time oh my god like several years ago before he was in black panther before creed like before he got really famous he came into grantland one time and i had a big crush on him because he was on parenthood and i was just like very very into him he was parenthood's some, so good also so good so, so good. And at one point, I was playing a game with my friends, Chris and Rember, and we were like, who's the most famous person that you could realistically date? And I was like, so confident. This was like in 2015, <laughs> 2014. I was like, Michael B. Jordan. I could definitely date him. <laughs> Just like such a joke. No way could I date Michael B. Jordan. But, you know, at the time, I think it was possible. Um, You don't know. You never Thank know. Thank you. Thank you so much. There's crazier <laughs> pairings. Thank you. I appreciate that. He's really famous now, so it'd probably be hard. Also, he's he famous. He's dating Lori Harvey, so... Yeah, who's also remarkably pretty. Yeah, I don't want to steal someone else's man. But, um, you know, that was that was what my thought. But anyway, The Circle's good. I, I would check it out. It's definitely a good weekend watch. I watched a show on Netflix as well in maybe 48 hours. <laughs> um. <laughs> What's your step count per day, Callie? I know you work out, but like, what's your step count? Because you just log a lot of minutes of television. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm sure it's down right now. Okay. Um, what's normal? What's your step count? Well, when I'm in New York, I tend to have like six thousand to seven thousand on like a like a regular day, and then I try to get to like in this the fifteen range on most days. But it's really easy in New York. Fifteen thousand like, steps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm nowhere near that. I mean, today I haven't left the house, though, because it's been raining. So, you know, today is not really a good day. I average 5,500. I average 3,500. That's in New York for you. Yesterday I had 10,000 steps. Actually, 11,000. When I'm in Philly, I definitely average way more steps and average way more... Stairs. Stairs. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Anyway, I distracted you. So what did you watch on Netflix? In 48 hours. Nice. I've been wanting to get into it. How's if you like Friday Night Lights, how does it compare? I think that's what happened. I watched Title Town and then went into Friday Night Lights Mm. as my late night um, watch, which also, you know, I feel like it's just like perfect for the season. We got NFL opener tonight. So I'm just watching a lot of football. Is it high school football? Title Town is high school. Yeah. Did you watch two a days on MTV back in the day? Uh, I think so. It was great. I lo- I mean, who doesn't love a college football show? It's like, you know, so fundamental to this country. I went to a big football school um, and we were really good when I was there. 
So I think that makes me more interested. Also growing up in the South, I think makes you more interested. Cause like Friday night in high school, that's what everyone did. Like that's the only option. There was no yeah. other option. Everyone went to the football game. Um, it's interesting. Interesting. We actually went to um, my one of my husband's friend's houses this past weekend. Holmes. Anyways, Holmes, sure. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, we went to the school football game on Friday," and I was just thinking, like, "Oh my god, that was just such a thing growing up." And I'm sure it's obviously it's such a thing here in Texas. So I loved Title Town. It's not like, I mean, it's like it's like it's like thirteen year old drama. Sure. But I wanted to say, like, who are the main characters and what's the conflict? Uh, that was the other thing that was interesting about it. Like, the main character was a guy that, like, barely played. Hmm. But he had a lot of girls after him. Probably because the really good characters are like, no, I'm trying to get scouted. Yeah, maybe. It was weird because, like, the people that they followed were, like, kind of random. Uh, they did follow the, a quarterback that was committed to USC. And then his family transferred him. He's from California. His family transferred him to this smaller, or this, not small, this this um, football school in Georgia because of the pandemic, because they were still playing in Georgia, of course. Um, of course. Because no, nothing stopped there. Oh, Governor Camp. Um, yeah, and then he ended up not even being able to play because he wasn't eligible. So oh they, they figured nice. out. Yeah. So he didn't even, play, but they followed him for like a few episodes, but then, and they only followed his football stuff, like did not follow like his like girl situation or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I thought that it was weird that we were learning all about this, like one guy who like did not play in his girl situation. <laughs> um, but if you, I mean, it's like just like an easy watch. If you're How many into episodes? Sports, eight or 10. How long are they? An hour, probably. See, if this show was 30 minutes, I'd be in. I'd be like, sure, no problem. But that's a lot. That's like a big commitment. And I've got a lot on my plate right now. I mean, Salt Lake's coming back. I tried got a lot on your plate. <laughs> I got the circle. <laughs> I also like sometimes like to do things other than watch television. Occasionally, it's just hard. But maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see. It sounds like a good one to keep in your back pocket for like Christmas time. JK, it's like 35 minutes, 36 minutes. Okay, I'm back in. I'm back. That's the, you've swayed me. Eight episodes. It's honestly so easy to watch, but it's not, I can't say it's like great. Sure. But it's like easy. So much Netflix programming is like that. You're like, this is fine. I'm here. It's here. I have Netflix. Let's just do it. That's that's like a lot of it. So I understand. Moving into the fall, Hmm. there's so much stuff coming up. We've gotten a lot of trailers and there's so much scripted coming up. It's going to be a difficult fall on top of football and basketball. I've been watching Nicholas Braun Instagram and tweet about The Bachelor. And like, I really would like to, of course, Cousin Greg from Succession. I I would love, <laughs> I would love, can't, can't make a Tomlo without breaking a few Gregs. I'd love to have him on Bachelor Party. So working on that. So we'll I think we probably do. love to have him on a lot. I know, I'm probably not the only one who's like, oh, he likes The Bachelor. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But it is true. I mean, there I'm like, Succession, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, Survivor, Bake Off. Like, that for alone is Winter so House. much. Winter House. Like, there's just so much coming. That Below Deck, always on. Still, I'm still watching it. It's great. Below Deck, Gossip Girl Comes Back, Live Sports. I feel like we're missing a really big one. We're 40 days out from the NBA season. It's like, Huge. Uh, I know you're going to be busy. Well, you have time for reality TV and you watch basketball every night. It's worlds harder than off season. <laughs> We're lucky to get you this time. <laughs> I have to like go sit in a closet with a computer and watch. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Have you seen the movie Sleepless in Seattle? In that movie, Meg Ryan goes in the closet and listens to the radio. So that's like you. Anyway, I probably need to watch it. I feel like that's a classic. It is. I I love it. I don't know. It's I'm really into rom coms. Do you like rom coms? Love. And my husband loves. Oh, then definitely you should watch it. It's a great, great, great movie. I love it. Yeah. I love rom coms like really more than anything. We actually took a stab at watching He's All That this weekend. Oh my God. How was it? <laughs> uh and we didn't last long. The original is so good. I, I mean So uh, good. Usher's in it. It's insane. 
It's so good. I, I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. was like, ugh, everyone's like, I was obsessed. But also, I feel like it's probably great for like a different demographic, not for 30 plus year olds. Yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, somehow the only thing with She's All That that wasn't great was that I felt like Paul Walker was not hot in it. I was just like, why is such like a meathead in this? Like, he's like, I like skinnier varsity blues, Paul Walker. Yeah. That was a weird part of it, but varsity blue is also classic. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't his best look by far, but he's also next to Freddie Prince Jr. I know. A lot. Two years ago, my friend got me a Freddie Prince Jr. cameo and it was awesome. He was so sweet. It was like, it was great. Um, also, what was the, I can't remember the actress's, the main actress. Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook. I thought she was just so pretty even when she like was nerdy. I was never a big fan of hers, but that's okay. I mean, you know, okay. we all, all of our own taste. I liked Freddie Prince Jr.'s sister in that movie. Oh, what's her name? She was kind of like hip. The actress's name is Anna Paquin. She then went on to have a oh, continued yeah, to have yeah, a very yeah. good career. True Blood. True Blood. And she was in an X-Men movie and yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. All right. Well, we've given you so <laughs> many things to watch, scripted and not. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Bachelor Party as well. We'll be back next week. And thank you to Sasha Ashwell for producing this episode. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.